0: Hello and welcome to the Brookwood Church Sunday Message Podcast. Today, our executive pastor, David Hardy, will lay out Brookwood's ministry plan for this next year. You can find our weekly message outline and many other resources on our website at brookwoodchurch.org or on our Brookwood app. Our hope is that by listening to this, you will be encouraged to take steps to communicate with God, connect with other Christians, and to care for others. All right, there is a piece. There is a love in the life that is available to all of us today. Thank the Lord, huh? Yes. Let's take a moment just to ask God to speak to us today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for the life that is available to us through your son, Jesus. Lord, we pray for your spirit to work in us today. Lord, we also uh, have on our minds those who are Dealing with the effects of the hurricane, Lord, we pray for strength for those who are affected, for those who are displaced. We thank you that you are able to bring victory in the midst of struggle and hope in the midst of pain. And so I pray that you would make that real for those who are dealing with that today. Lord, do your work today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, good morning. My name's David Hardy. I'm executive pastor here, and uh, we're going to talk today about life. Uh, Our life as a church, um, your life is a part of God's work in and through this church. Uh, Next Sunday, Perry, will be back to start part five of the life of Jesus. So if you're new to us, uh, be sure and get a book called The Life of Jesus. We have them in our bookstore, and we'll start Uh, with part five next Sunday. But today, uh, we'll be using our Bible, and we'll be using the message guide, the message outline, and we will also be using this uh, Brookwood ministry plan that was in your chair. If you didn't grab one, you're probably sitting on it, or there's one in a chair near you. Let me ask you to start with here. When have you felt... Most alive, most fully alive. What makes you feel alive? Anybody? Church. Church. Okay. For me, when when I'm exercising, whether physically or spiritually, I feel alive. Um, When when praying, when I sense forgiveness or, or I sense God speaking to me, I sense God's peace feel alive. Uh, When I'm laughing hard with good friends, it makes me feel alive. Uh, Or when helping somebody, when helping somebody in need, you know, I feel feel some life. So uh, there are different things that make us feel alive. Now, all of us have received the gift of life that comes from being born physically, obviously. All of us uh, have received the gift of life. And Unfortunately, many of our lives could be better described as existence or survival, more so than life. Anybody identify? Well, many of us have also received the gift of life that comes from being born again, from being born spiritually. We have that life that comes from placing our faith in Jesus. And as our relationship with Jesus grows, We experience the fruit of a transformed life, an increasing love for God and people, and the life that resembles Jesus. And the truth is, we can't generate or experience that life on our own power. That life, that transformed life, is the result of a relationship with Jesus. It's the fruit of placing our faith in Jesus, Let me illustrate that. The Bible often uses the imagery of a tree to describe our lives. I'm going to read first from Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Blessed are those who have placed their faith in Jesus. It says, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. Those who place their faith in Jesus are like trees who are close to their source of life, and they're not bothered by the outside circumstances. They stay strong, they keep producing fruit. Jesus said in John fifteen five. He said, I am the vine, you're the branches. Or or I'm the tree, I'm I'm the trunk of the tree, you're the branches. Those who remain in me or stay connected to me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Now these two passages have a few things in common, but two I want to point out. One, Our connection with the Lord is like a tree or a branch connected to its source of life. A tree needs some source of life to live. And our connection with the Lord Jesus is our source of life. Second point I want us to notice is that when we stay connected to our source of life, to Jesus, we produce fruit. Just like when a tree stays connected to its source of life, it produces fruit. Now we might think that the work of a tree is to produce fruit, whether that's leaves, or flowers, or or nuts, or some particular fruit. But the work of a tree is not to make itself produce fruit. That's its purpose. The purpose of a tree is to produce fruit, but that's not its work. The work of a tree is to extend its roots toward its source of life, toward water. And when a tree's roots are able to be near a steady supply of water, it produces fruit. It has life. But if its roots do not find water, it does not produce fruit. It will not experience life and will eventually die. My life, your life is similar to a tree, and that we all put our dependence, our trust, our faith in something to give us life. And where we place our faith or our trust is going to be shown, is going to be displayed by the life we experience. So let me ask you, where do you put your trust to find life? Where do you put your trust, your faith, to find life? And what is your life displaying? What shows in your life? That shows where you're placing your faith. Now, just as the Bible uses the imagery of a tree to describe life, today we're using the brookwood tree to illustrate the relationship between our faith in Jesus and life. So if you'll take a look at the front of your ministry plan, you'll see the the Brookwood logo, the Brookwood tree. And what you may notice on that tree are the the healthy flowing branches. It looks like they're kind of blowing in the wind, withstanding the wind. They're strong, they're healthy. These, these uh, the foliage of the tree represents the fruit that we believe it is displayed when we place our faith in Jesus. And so we've labeled that fruit. That fruit of placing our faith in Jesus is loving God. It's loving people. It's living like Jesus. When we, when we place our faith in Christ, these things start to grow. A love for God, a love for people a life that resembles Jesus. That's the evidence that someone is experiencing transformed life, that someone's placed their faith in Jesus. But what we don't normally notice when we look at the brookwood tree are the roots that stretch down into the water of life. And so you see kind of the shadow of the roots there. The water of life is Jesus. That stream that goes under the brookwood tree, that represents our source of life. It represents Jesus. And our faith is represented by the trunk of the tree. It's the connection between the roots and the fruit. It's the connection between our source of life and the evidence of life. And just like a tree, our work as followers of Christ, our work is not to produce fruit. It's our purpose. Our purpose is to produce fruit, but it's not our work. Our work is to put our roots into our source of life, who is Jesus. Our work is to connect with Jesus, and he will produce fruit, he will cause results in our life. Brookwood Church is here to help us pursue relationship with Jesus by faith, by trust, We're here to help people to put their roots down into Jesus so that we all experience the transformed life that he came to give us. The life of loving God, loving people, and living like Jesus. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says this. It says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Accepting Jesus as Lord is not the completion of a task. It's the beginning of a relationship. I'm talking about more than just starting or obtaining A relationship with Jesus, but still missing out on the life God wants to have us because we never relate with Him. I'm talking about living in a state of being in relationship with Jesus. Not just obtaining a relationship with Jesus, but having a constant connection with Christ. Being in relationship with Jesus Christ. So, how do we as individuals? And how do we as a church put our roots down into Jesus and build our lives on him so that we experience the transformed life that God has designed for us? How do we pursue relationship with Jesus? And that's what we're talking about today. As a church and as individuals, how do we pursue relationship with Jesus and have our roots into our source of life? Well, we've identified three primary exercises from scripture that we can do to put our roots into Jesus, to keep ourselves in relationship with Jesus. One is communicating with God, and that's in order to experience his love. Second is connecting with Christians in order to enjoy his presence. And third is caring for others in order to express love for Christ. Now, I think I just filled in all the blanks on the outline, so don't leave yet. But we'll walk through those. We pursue relationship with Jesus by faith through, number one, communicating with God. Communicating with God. Now, why would I want to communicate with God? Well, let's look at Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Why would I want to communicate with God? Ephesians 3, 16. It says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. So, God begins the process of relationship with you as his spirit gives you the strength, gives you the capacity to know him. God starts the process. We don't start the process. God has already started the process of reaching out to you, giving you the strength and the capacity to know him. Verse 17 says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Our role is to trust him. Our role is to place our faith in him. Then your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. We find our strength as we put our roots down into God's love. Jesus makes his home in us as we trust him And we find life, we find health, we find power, rejuvenation. We find that life as we put our roots into the love of God. Then verse 18 of Ephesians 3 says, And may you have the power that only comes from the Spirit, may you have the power to understand, to grasp, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So I want to communicate with God so that I can experience the love of Christ and have life, so I can know his love, so I can sense his love. And when I really experience the depth of God's love for me, not just to head knowledge, but really experience how much God loves me, when I sense that, then my need to be needed by you, my need to prove myself to God, is diminished. And I am not nearly as affected by your dislike of me or by your mistreatment of me, because I know that God loves me. I can love you freely, with the love of God, rather than loving you in order to be loved by you, to fill my need to be loved by you, I can love you regardless because I know that God loves me. When I really sense his love for me, I'm like that tree planted along a riverbank who doesn't worry about outside circumstances because I know I have God's love for me. So. I communicate with God so I can experience his love, so I can dig my roots down into my source of life. So how can we do that? How can we communicate with God where we give communication to him and receive communication from him as would happen in any healthy relationship? Well, one way to give communication to God is to praise him for who he is and to thank him for what he's done. Psalm 95 2 It says, let's come to him with thanksgiving. Let's sing psalms of praise to him. Let's communicate with God through thanksgiving and praise. Now, how does that strengthen our connection, our bond with God? How does communicating with him, how does giving him praise and thanks strengthen our connection with God? Well, I want you to think for a moment about someone you're close to someone you consider a close friend or somebody you love, think of someone you're close to. Just get their, their name in your mind right now. And as you think of them, think of an attribute that you appreciate about them. What is something you appreciate about that person? I think of my wife I think of how uh, she is self-sacrificing. She's always thinking of others before herself. Now, do you think that draws us closer for me just to think about what I appreciate about her? Even more so, if I actually tell her what I appreciate, appreciate about her, that's praise, As I share that with somebody or as I just think about those things I appreciate about someone or about God, that draws us closer. That's praise. Now keep thinking about that person and think about something that person has done for you that you are thankful for. What's something that person's done for you that you're thankful for? Again, I think of my wife and how thankful I am uh, for something she did for me recently. She recently helped me move my dad from Louisiana to a nursing home here in Greenville, even to the point she helped me by changing his diapers while I conveniently went inside to get him a hamburger. Now, As I think of something that I am thankful for about her, do you think that draws us closer? Even more so when I tell her something I am thankful for about her. Tonight might be a good night. (laughs) Did I say that or was I just thinking? Uh. So let's practice that for a moment. Uh, we're gonna spend some time on the back of this ministry plan. There's a My Commitment section. Uh, this section under My Commitment has some ways that we can uh, carry out these exercises of communicating with God, connecting with Christians, caring for others. And we formed this commitment recognizing that we can't even carry out the commitment without the strength of Christ. So we form this commitment section as a prayer where we ask God what step he wants us to take to pursue relationship with Jesus. So look under my commitment, under the section communicating with God. And I want you to ask God that first question, what can I thank you for? Let's do that right now. We're just gonna give you a few seconds of silence. Ask God right now, what can I thank you for? And write down in that space what comes to mind. God, what can I thank you for? And just jot down what comes to mind there. You know, you can do this any moment of the day. You can ask God, God, what do you want me to know about you? An attribute about him that you can praise? You can ask God, God, what can I thank you for? And then just take a few seconds of silence. I would imagine that for many of you, just in these few seconds of silence, something came to mind about God. You can do that anytime. It's a way to communicate with him, to give communication to him. We also communicate with God by giving him our lives and our resources. Jesus said this in Luke 9, Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. He said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. I show love to my wife by giving her everything that I have, everything that I am. All of my money is hers. All that I am is hers. What's mine is hers. I show my love and attention towards something or towards someone by putting what I value towards that person or towards that thing. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, wherever your treasure is, Wherever you put your resources, your stuff, your money, whatever's important to you, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. You want to build your fondness for Jesus? Give him what is valuable to you, your life, your resources, your stuff. I believe that God wants me to give some of my treasure to his body to the the place where I'm a part of the body of Christ. That's why I give to the church, because this is the place where I'm a part of the body of Christ. My personal belief, you know, we don't talk a whole lot about giving here, but my personal belief is that I'm to give at least 10% of what comes into me back to my church, to the body of Christ where I'm a part, where I participate, and then give additional monies to outside ministries, to other things that I see where God can use me to bless others. That builds my connection with him when I give some of what he's given me to him, to his body. That's how I seek to give. Now, the Brookwood Ministry Plan, we've, we've given you today. We're given this today because our new church year starts October 1, and we want you to see some of how uh, we plan to spend the money that you give to this part of the body of Christ, to this church. So if you look on the back page of the ministry plan, you'll see a dollar bill. Uh, The dollar on that back page shows the distribution of funds, the way we plan to distribute the funds in the next year across five key areas, Uh, the worship, uh, the adult discipleship, which includes recreation. Uh, the family ministry, which includes students and children. Our care and serve ministries, which are primarily focused on caring for those who uh, come to Brookwood or are interested in starting with Brookwood. And then our outreach and missions, uh, which is focused on caring for those in our community, those outside of Brookwood. And then our costs for facilities and IT, all those support areas, They're distributed evenly across those five departments. And the inside of the ministry plan, which you can read later today, shows a few things that have happened uh, in our church in the past year in these areas and some of our plans for the upcoming year. So if you look back at my commitment on the back of the ministry plan under communicating with God, there's another question to ask. What do you want me to give you? And so let's ask God as a way to recognize and experience his love as the one who will provide for us. Let's ask God, God, what do you want me to give you? And I'm gonna gonna ask you to ask God that question this week. Uh, As you spend some time thinking about a plan to communicate with God this year, take time to ask God that question. God, what do you want me to give you? Not us telling you what to give, Just ask God what he wants you to give him. And then a key way to receive communication from God is through the Bible and prayer. We also receive communication from God through the Bible and prayer. I want to look again at the words of Jesus. John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, which is also for most of us, He said, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God has given us words of life through his word, the Bible. And his spirit illuminates those words. His spirit speaks to us and customizes that truth specifically for our ears so that we may understand what God is saying to us, so that we may be free, free from the things that drag us down, free to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit when we experience the love of Christ, like having peace in the midst of our struggles. So I want to take a minute to just read that verse again. Let's leave that on the screen, John 8, 31 and 32. Let's read that verse again. And I want us to look back at my commitment on your ministry plan, and there's a question that says, what are you saying to me through the Bible and prayer? And so let's let's keep this passage in mind and let's ask God right now, what are you saying to me through this passage in John 8? And let's just take a few moments of silence and you focus on that passage and ask God, God, what are you saying to me? through this passage and write down what you sense from him. I'll give you a few seconds. Now we can do this anytime. Anytime you uh, read the scripture, You can just ask God, God, what are you saying to me? And any time of the day, even when we don't have the scripture in front of us, we can communicate with God by just asking God, God, what do you want me to know? Spend some time in silence, especially in those times of frustration, of tension. Father, what do you want me to know? And communicate with him and put your roots down to him and experience his love on the inside of the Brookwood Ministry Plan, you'll see the first section is focused on our worship department. I'll just refer to each of these sections today. The worship department's primary role is helping us communicate with God. And so we seek to develop an atmosphere in this room and in all of the worship areas of Brookwood, the kids and student areas, our adult large groups, we seek to develop an atmosphere that helps us Communicate with God and experience His love when we get together. But we also hope that we equip one another to communicate with God in our small groups, in our families, in our individual lives, so that we put our roots down into Jesus and strengthen our connection with Him. We also pursue relationship with Jesus by faith through number two, connecting with Christians. Connecting with Christians. Now, why would I connect with other Christians? in order to relate with Jesus. Well, Matthew 18, verse 20, Jesus said, for where two or three gather together as my followers, or in my name, I am there among them. Jesus says that when we get together for the purpose of knowing him, to become more like him, he's right there. He's right here with us today. If I'm doing something in someone's name, then it means I want to honor them, I want to be like them, I want to I want to behave and do things like they would do them. And so when I connect with other Christians, I can enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ because he says I'm there. When we get together in the name of Jesus, we actually come together as the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12:27 says, "All of you together Christ's body and each of you is a part of it now by myself I'm just a part of the body of Christ I can't be the body of Christ alone but when I get together with other followers of Jesus in his name then we are bringing together the body of Christ we can enjoy the presence of the body of Christ So we seek to engage in relationships with other believers so we can enjoy the presence of Jesus. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let's not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Don't neglect getting together. It's very important. It says, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Don't neglect getting together because when we get together, we're bringing together the body of Christ, the presence of Jesus. So let me ask you, who are you getting together with to engage in relationship in order to enjoy the presence of Christ? There is some level of that when we get together here. But we don't relate quite as much On Sunday morning, as we do in a small group or in our family or with close friends. So who are you getting together with to engage in relationship in order to enjoy the presence of Christ, to relate with him? If you don't have a group to do that with, then I invite you to come to the samplers tonight at 5. To show up tonight at 5 in the concourse. And we'll have many of our groups represented out there. Many of our group leaders will be there, and you can meet some group leaders. You can get a sample of some of our groups and see if there's a group that you'll fit with. We even have some large groups of small groups, which means a large group gathers. You can come in this room with this large group, and there'll be somebody there that can help connect you with a table where there's a small group sitting at that table. And you can have a bunch of groups to choose from at one time. And if you can't come tonight at five, then you can stop by Ministry Spotlight today out in the concourse and there's somebody out there to help you connect with a group or to give you a group's brochure. Um, or you can go online to brookwoodchurch.org adults to find a group. Or if you're a young person, you can go to the area for your age group on Sunday mornings and they will automatically connect you with a group. But first we'll give you a little head start. Go back to the My Commitment section on your ministry plan. Look under Connecting with Christians. The first step in finding the group to become a part of, to engage in relationship is to ask God, God, what group should I join for engaging in relationships? Take some time this week, today, to ask God, God, what group should I join? Maybe he wants you to even form a group of your own friends and use the discussion guide to get together, to focus on connecting with Jesus. And so what do we do when we get together? We encourage one another to grow in our relationship with Jesus. We, we talk about what Christ has done. We get in his word together. Romans 1 verse 12 tells us what we do when we get together. It says, when we get together... I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. We encourage one another in our faith. We all need someone to help us relate with Jesus. All of us, including me. We need someone to help us grow our faith in Jesus. So again, under Connecting with Christians, on the back of your ministry plan, under my commitment, take time to ask God. Let's ask God right now. Who should I partner with to encourage spiritual growth? Who's one person I can partner with where I can encourage their growth, they can encourage mine? Who should I partner with to encourage spiritual growth so that we help each other grow? Let's ask God that question right now. I'll give you a few seconds and see what name God puts in your mind. God, who should I partner with to encourage spiritual growth? Take a moment to ask him. jot down the name that comes to mind the next two parts on the inside of your ministry plan are focused toward helping us connect with christians our adult discipleship and our family ministries equip leaders of groups to help people pursue jesus by doing all three exercises communicating connecting caring i thought it was interesting i was reading some of the stats Uh, even though we have an average attendance or of around 1,000 kids and students each Sunday. In the last year, we have seen 2,982 different children and students come through here on a Sunday. That's almost three times as many as our average attendance. Do you think they can use more leaders? Do you think we can use some more connecting? And though we have 3,005 adults involved in some type of discipleship here at Brookwood, out of an average attendance of 4,000 people here, that that sounds pretty good. But there are 9,445 people who we're pretty sure attend Brookwood, and even more that we're not sure about, which tells me there's a lot of people not connected to grow and build their relationship. So we put some of our funds towards equipping more leaders to help people grow and towards connecting many more of us with other Christians so we can all enjoy the presence of Christ. Connect with other Christians in order to grow our relationship with Jesus. And then third, we pursue relationship with Jesus by faith through caring for others, through caring for others. Now, why is caring for others like expressing love for Jesus well Jesus said in Matthew 25 verse 40 he said and the king will say I tell you the truth when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters you were doing it to me when we show our care for others whether it's believers or non-believers Jesus says it's like we're showing our care for him it's like we're doing it for him Now, people have asked, how can I give back to God for all that he's done for me? One way to express our love for Jesus is to show care for others, to give practical care to other people. And so we do that by serving alongside people. Romans 12, verses 9 and 13 says, Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Some of you remember when we put that to music. Anybody want to sing that for me? Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Okay, um, so we serve alongside people. As we serve people, we don't want to just do everything for them. We want to serve with them giving them the dignity of not doing everything for them, but allowing them to use their gifts as well. We partner with them. We seek to serve alongside, not just do for. Now, if you're not sure where to start serving, if you don't have a place to serve yet, but you've got that desire, again, come to the ministry sampler tonight. We'll have ministry leaders represented out in the concourse. You can find a way to serve in our church or in our community or in the world, we can help you explore some options. We have a class we offer periodically called Place. If you don't know where to find a way to, place to serve, the Place class can help you find a place to serve based on how God has gifted you. And before you start your search on a way to serve, look back at my commitment on the ministry plan, under caring for others, and ask God that question. Ask God today, how can I serve the church, community, and world? We seek Him first for guidance on where he wants us to serve. And then as we serve with people, let's always be ready to share the reason we're serving. It's because of what Jesus has done for us. 1 Peter 3, verse 15 says, instead you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Are you ready to tell somebody about the reason for your hope in Jesus? I I believe the best way we can care for others is by sharing what Jesus has done. What he did for everyone by dying on the cross, by being raised from the dead, and then also sharing specifically what he's done for me. How he forgave me, how he died for me how he transformed my life specifically. Be ready to share what he's done. So look back at my commitment under caring for others. There's a question there that says, who do you want me to tell about Jesus? So let's take a minute to ask God that question right now. We'll give you a a few seconds of silence. See what God puts in your mind. Father, who do you want me to tell about Jesus? Write down the name that comes to mind. The next two sections on the inside of your ministry plan are focused toward caring for others. Uh, The care and serve departments are primarily focused on equipping us to care for those who come to Brookwood or interested in starting with Brookwood? Do you think they can use you in the care department? Last year, 4,734 people received some type of care through our Brookwood Depart- our, our care department. I think they can use you. There's uh, information on the Care Ministries training class in your program today. And the outreach and missions department is focused primarily on caring for those in our community and in our world. And you can find opportunities to serve there at brookwoodchurch.org outreach. You might notice that uh, our focus in India, and you, many of you know this, our focus in India has been on helping to care for almost 6,000 children, and we've been uh, helping to build a campus to house 2,000 of them. It started out as a campus for 500. It's ending up to be 2,000. And now that the campus is nearing completion, we're not planning to send money this year for the campus, but we are beginning to put funds toward partnering with Water of Life to support the Salome Pastors League. That's the Association of Pastors, Praveen Leads. We're supporting them in their evangelism efforts, by drilling water wells in unreached villages, and we're planning to buy a van this year that they're going to use to haul in pastors to these unreached villages, and they're going to haul in equipment to show the Jesus film, and they're going to share Jesus with these unreached villages. Uh, Now, they've been doing pretty well. In the first half of this year, they've already baptized almost 543,000 people, so they're doing some good work, Yes, we wanna get in on what God's doing and so we're gonna send some money towards those evangelism efforts by helping them drill some more wells. We're planning to continue to send $600,000 this coming year to sponsor 1,000 of the kids in India. At the same time, we're gonna continue supporting 32 different mission partners, both locally and around the world. So that's just a little taste of what's going on in our outreach. Now, the outreach need that is currently in our face is disaster relief, obviously. So, if you want to help, visit BrookwoodChurch.org/relief, and you can see there how to give to the North American Mission Board disaster relief. We partner with them because a hundred percent of what we give for disaster relief through them goes to support churches and teams that are assisting with disaster relief. Another way to help is you can be trained to go on a disaster relief trip. We've got some uh, teams getting ready now. They were planning to go to Houston. Now they may be diverted to Florida. We have a training here on Thursday, September 21st. Let Let me be clear, without the training, you'll have to stay. But with the training, you can work all day. So you gotta get trained to go on this disaster relief trip. Uh, you can visit brookwoodchurch.org relief to register or to get more information or to give. Now, if you wanna know more specifics about the Brookwood ministry plan for the upcoming church year that starts October 1, you can come to the ministry plan Q&A meeting that's next Sunday afternoon at 2 in Pod I, There's tons more that I would love to tell you about, but don't have time to do that today. But you can come to that meeting to find out more details. So how can you participate in the Brookwood ministry plan for the coming year? More importantly, what can you do to experience transformed life where you're loving God, loving people, living like Jesus? It's the same answer for both questions. Pursue relationship with Jesus. Three ways to do that. Communicate with God by giving him praise and thanks, by giving him your life, giving him your resources. Receive communication from God through the Bible and prayer. Second, connect with Christians. Find a group and a person to grow with. Third, care for others. Find your place to serve and ask God to show you the next person he wants you to tell about Jesus. I encourage you this week, pray through this My Commitment section on the back of your ministry plan. That's your part in participating in this. And ask God to show you what steps he wants you to take to pursue your relationship with Jesus so you can experience transformed life. And if you wanna talk with someone today about starting a relationship with Jesus or you want someone to pray with you, we're gonna have care volunteers here in front of the stage. They're coming now. And there'll also be some in the care connection room in the concourse. They'll be available to talk with you and to pray with you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for extending yourself to us, showing your love to us by sending your son Jesus to die for us Raising him from the dead to give us hope of eternal life. Thank you for giving us forgiveness. Lord, I pray that you would show us our next step with you. And I thank you for how you lead. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here today. Here at Brookwood Church, our desire is to assist you in pursuing a relationship with Jesus so that you can experience transformed life. If you have questions about this message or you would like to request prayer, we encourage you to visit our website, brookwoodchurch.org forward slash get help. You can also find our message archives on our website or on our Brookwood app. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day.